feeling it out here yet. Not feeling it at all. So let's hope that changes quickly. Drinking from the Monsters Ink mug this morning. That's Mike Wazowski. If you don't know who Mike is, then you haven't lived. And so we'll be praying for you. Hey, we're going to be in Revelation 11. I'm really excited about this one this morning. We're going to be in verses 15 through 19. Let me read it, and then we're going to pray, okay? Revelation 11, verse 15, the seventh trumpet. Then the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on the thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came. In the time for the dead to be judged and for rewarding your saints, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the Ark of the Covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Let's pray. Lord, um, you're going to remind us this morning that you are in the midst of making all things new, but there will one day be a time, a moment, that will then extend into eternity where all things will be made right. And the people of God will be vindicated and you will be glorified. And Lord, we pray that you would set our hearts and minds on that day. We would live in light of that day. And we ask these things in your son's precious name. Amen. The seventh trumpet, this is in, in the cycle of woes and trumpets and seals and those sorts of all the bowls. These are the seventh trumpet or the seventh seal. Um, they're the seventh bowl. They're always meant to give a snapshot of what's happening on the last day, what's happening when the end of humanity comes to its conclusion. And we find that here in verse 15, where these loud voices in heaven are saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall remain forever and ever. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our God. And so it's important to, to remind us um, that the gospel, while it encompasses personal individual salvation of course it's never less than that but the gospel gospel is also much bigger than that we have to remember that there is a kingdom aspect to the gospel so so taking us all the way back to genesis 1 and 2 remember we started on that on sunday mornings preaching through genesis many moons ago and we see in genesis 1 and 2 that 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 the earth is god's world that it's made perfect he has brought order from chaos he has created Adam and Eve to be his representatives, and they're to go forth and take dominion over the creation. They're to, they're to have children and families. There's a cultural mandate. They are to worship. They are to bring everything in subjection under the authority of God and the glory of God. But we know how that time in the garden um, ends where they fall into sin, and um, they're expelled from the garden, and brokenness and decay and sin invade humanity. And, and this begins what, we, what Augustine calls um, the city of God, meaning there's two kingdoms afoot 
in the world of broken humanity. There's the kingdom of God, which represents everything he created us to do and be. And then there's the kingdom of man, who is um, running his own show. Just like Adam and Eve, we want to be our own boss, make our own decisions, achieve our own glory, our own status. And that in this life, okay, until Jesus returns again, there are, there's going to be this ebb and flow between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. With God, okay, um, seeking to, I, I think, to do two things here, okay? And we see this going all the way back to Genesis 3.15, when man had fallen and had established his own city, his own kingdom. God said, I'm going to make this right. Okay, in Genesis three fifteen, I'm going to I'm going to plant a seed. This seed is going to be the Messiah who's going to come and make things all right. And this Messiah is going to do two things. Okay, um, and the and the and and the first we're we're familiar with, right? That this Jesus is going to be this suffering king. He's going to come and die for his rebellious subjects to usher them back in from the city of man to the city of God. But he also does a second thing that that oftentimes as individualistic North Americans we forget that he is going to reestablish his rule he is going to reestablish Shalom his kingdom his dominion over everything and this in fact is showing the culmination Revelation 11 the seventh trumpet of of that time that 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 there's going to be a time and a day when there is no longer a city of man or a kingdom of man, there's only going to be one city or one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God. That's what this means. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord, and he's going to reign forever and ever. But again, this is not just a future hope. This is, all, this is something we also live um, our light in light of, okay, um, right now. So, so we participate as Christians, as, as members of this kingdom of God, we, we participate in ushering in and bringing in the kingdom of God into this life right here, right now. So you may say, Pastor Paul, how does that happen? Well, it happens when we raise children and have families. It happens when we go to work. It happens when we get married. It happens when we uh, create things. Um, it happens as we take dominion over the creation. It happens as we worship together, right? And we, these are all foretastes of the glory divine, as one of the ancient hymns says. And, and there's going to be that time and day when we do those things in their fullest sense. But here and now on this earth, we are participants, okay, in building God's kingdom. That's why Jesus tells us to pray for his kingdom, to pray his kingdom come. That's why salvation is not merely this eschatological future point in history when Jesus returns. But but again, salvation is now and in between now when the Christ comes when Christ comes back, we are in the process of living in the kingdom of God, establishing his kingdom in everything that we do. And this is not just for the gilded class of ministers. This is for everyone as we work, as we play, as we have families. We are representing Christ and we are, we are helping by the power of the Spirit to bring that shalom, that peace, that kingdom into the here and now. 
and this is this is what's being um, alluded to here that when it says in Revelation 11 that um, in verse 18 it says um, the nations raised but your wrath came the time for the dead to be judged and for rewarding your servants the prophets and saints and those who fear your name both great and small and for destroying the destroyers of the earth and so there is going to be that time and day where where yes Jesus is destroying the destroyers of the earth right now and that begins with sin right he has come to reign to and he has conquered sin and now he is in the ongoing process of bringing everything in subjection under his feet and verse 19 um, gives us um, a, a, a symbolic representation of what this is. It says, Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. So we know from Revelation 21, there's not going to be a physical temple where we worship God in heaven. This is a symbolic. Remember, the, the temple is God's presence in heaven and in the world. And this is talking about that amazing day when there's no longer going to be two cities, two kingdoms, but God's presence is going to merge into one integrated whole. In other words, it's God's kingdom is going to swallow up everything, okay? Every piece of death, every piece of rebellion, every piece of suffering. We're going to now become and live in an integrated whole, right? And this is going to be an amazing time. But it's not simply the future. It's also right now. And so we as as members of God's kingdom who've been saved by the suffering king, um, we also are actively praying and working for shalom in this life, for justice, for peace, for, his, for God's dominion, for his rule, and for his reign in every area of our life. See, we, we, we tend to be sort of fragmented um, people in this world where we, we kind of feel like there's the the spiritual, religious um, areas of our life, and there's sort of the secular um, um, areas, really, that don't really have much to do with our Christian commitments. And that's a, that's a figment, right? It all belongs to God. Um, you've heard me say before, Abraham Kuyper, um, Prime Minister of the Netherlands back in the 1800s, there's not one square inch of our life or of this earth that Jesus doesn't look at and point at and say, that belongs to me. You may say, well, what does that mean today? Well, it means we pray for God's kingdom. And first of all, it's easy to, not easy, but I mean, it's, it's, we most certainly want to pray for shalom and peace and God's kingdom and salvation and for the gospel to go forth out here. But we first have to pray that would come into our own hearts, right? That's, that, that's the key. Easy to see the, um, the rebellion out there without seeing the rebellion first in here. And so we want to be in the process every day of coming to God and saying, God, I want your peace, your rule, your word, your truth to establish itself in my heart. It's going to be hard for me to be a representative, a vice regent, uh, someone who carries forth truth and peace out there if you're not reigning right here. God, I pray for your kingdom to come in my marriage. I pray it to come for me when I'm at school today, in my job by representing you with my with my children with my dating relationships um with my hobbies right with you know we have this this thing in in america where we get a certain age and it's time to tap out check out we're going to do our thing travel pursue our hobbies 
sort of check out of the of the body of Christ. And and God remembers, as long as we have breath on this earth, we belong to Jesus and we represent Him. Um, whatever that looks like at different areas and phases of our life. So so again, going back to this seventh trumpet, God's giving us a reminder of where all human history is heading. He's giving us a reminder of what's happening today, that while we may not perceive it all the time, in fact, we may watch the news and wonder where God's kingdom and shalom is, he has, he's, he's, Jesus is already reigning, and he's in the process of bringing everything in subjection under his feet, even that bird that's making so much noise this morning. And he's bringing it subjection under his feet, and and we can trust that as he does so, the glory of God is brought to a broken land, a broken world, and we want to be participants in that. We can't bring the kingdom ourselves. We can only participate and let God establish his rule and reign, beginning with our hearts and then extending everywhere else. So let's pray today for Oaks. Let's be integrated people. Let's be holistic people. Let's not have our hearts and minds divided between two cities, two worlds, two kingdoms, but realize as citizens of the kingdom, we all belong to him. It all belongs to him. Now let's live according to that. All right, so that's Revelation 11. Tomorrow, and tomorrow's, by the way, is going to be our final uh, Revelation devotional until after the Labor Day weekend. So we're going to have a long weekend. We're going to, we're going to talk tomorrow about Revelation 12, the woman and the dragon, we're going we're gonna to pause and be done off over the weekend and then Friday and then Monday, which is Labor Day, and then we'll be back here Tuesday. But we will be here tomorrow, tomorrow, just getting everybody the heads up. We're going to take a little long weekend um, coming up. So tomorrow, same time, same station, Revelation 12, The Woman and the Dragon. It's a pretty amazing, uh, powerful passage. So let's pray. Lord. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, would you um, align our hearts and, and lives in a way where we are living according to that. For your glory and your praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow.